we have just been blasted out of the cinema <laughs> because we've seen Oppenheimer. We just came from the New Zealand screening for it. And I think James and I are both lost for words. So we're going to try scramble through this <laughs> review <laughs> the best we can. Um, James, why do you think of Oppenheimer? Oh, man, this is, it was a heavy movie. There's so much to unpack with this one. Uh, I apologize in advance if I go back and forth on, on points, but I'll, I'll try to be um, linear if I can. Um, so, yeah, basically uh, what Nolan does here, I, I think, is just incredible, especially from a character point of view. Uh, this is really as a character study on Oppenheimer himself. Um, I was saying to Nayan as soon as you know we came out of it, like there's barely any moment when Oppenheimer Killian Murphy is is not in the scene at all, and if he's not in the scene, then he's being referenced every single moment. Um, so you really get a good picture at his life, at his involvement with the atomic bomb and all that. But oh man, yeah, like like we said before, there's just so much to unpack on a on a story level. It's more than just the making of the atomic bomb, and I think that is kind of like look this movie's viewed at, the highlight is about the atomic bomb it's all about the making it, that's what people perceive but it is really all about oppenheimer um so what he does there i, th I think it's just incredible from detailing his, his early life to to the end of his life all that kind of stuff is done incredibly detailed as it should be it's three hours long and you really yeah you just get such a good picture on like who that character is um yeah. Oh man, so, so much. Um, I'm not going to talk about uh, the bomb going off at all. I think some people may view that as a spoiler, even though we know what happens and we know it's yeah. not real and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'll just let people experience that for themselves. I think it's something unique. So um, yeah, whoever does go and see it, uh, let us know what you thought of that sequence. Cause yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, everything from, you know, this is a very dense movie in terms of dialogue. Like it's, it's very dialogue heavy. It's always talking. And there's so much that you as an audience member uh, have to kind of remember. You have to, um, you know, you kind of really have to focus on every line that's been said. If you miss like a couple minutes, I feel like you miss some crucial information. Yeah, definitely. Um, but there's always these characters' names being mentioned, and I kind of have to like think back in my head, like, okay, who was that? Who was that? Um, you, you know, Nolan, he loves to play with time. There is two, um, two different um, timelines uh, going straight forward at, at the same time. Three, I think. Three? Yeah, so you got the one where he's been interrogated, mm. and then him recapping the events to the atomic bomb, and then the black and white scenes with Robert Downey Jr., well, it's at the start. It's like fission and fusion, the, oh, yeah. which I assume is just the two different main time periods. We do see multiple in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what I know from uh, Nolan, what Nolan said on this movie here is that the black and white is the objective side of what's happened here, and anything in color is the subjective experience of Oppenheimer. Which, when you see it, it's it's done in such incredible ways. The way they use the black and white and color in it and you know seeing two of the same sequence and but on the two different time or on the subjective and the objective side they're different but 
they're also the same and how the hey he can capture that on film is is just ridiculous like there are are times in this movie where i'm like oh my gosh like like they're going there or like they did that and all this kind of stuff um so yeah uh, i'll move on now to uh the performances killian murphy man oh fantastic he's just amazing this best killian murphy performance i've ever seen um career defining for him honestly like he's so in character a hundred percent of the time and this movie it it lives or dies on him honestly um without his performance here you're not going to get as as quality of a movie um he embraces the character on on a physical level the weight loss and all that kind of stuff chain smoking whatnot but but also you know through dialogue through um the emotional moments going through anxiety all, all that kind of stuff he's He's really uh, pitch perfect all the way through. Um, what's been said is true. Robert Downey Jr. is he's, he's really good, man. He actually is. Uh, I, I loved him. Um, it's just, it's so different. Um, and it's just so refreshing to see, you know, Robert Downey Jr. doing... Proper you know, acting. Proper acting, yeah. We'll, we'll, call, it, we'll call it that. <laughs> but he, he, yeah, he said it was the best thing um, he's worked on or like his best work or something along those lines. and. I don't think I'd have to go. Oh, I I can't say that right now. Um, I'd have to look at the rest of his filmography. But yeah, he's brilliant, and it, yeah, it's nice to see that kind of stuff. I thought Emily Blunt was great. Um, in the moments that she's in, but she she's not really in too much. Um, as well. Same with Matt Damon. I thought he'd been at more. Me too. Yeah. Um, he, he's really he's really not. But overall, man, the ensemble cast is great. You know, you're getting like just such massive names just even if they pop in for a minute yeah or something like it's just so cool to see it's like oh yeah and like it's really cool seeing like kind of big you know and or big and respected actors coming in and just taking a very brief side role yeah and that's i think i think i think that was really cool um i thought the editing and pacing perhaps could be tightened a little bit more um or having the structure you know, changed a, a little bit. Um, I think, yeah, I think the pacing for the most part is really strong. There are points at times when I think it does begin to drag, but just through you know, really intense filmmaking, um, it really picks up a lot of steam at times. Um, and just like I said, the uh, like what I said before with the time stuff, um, Nolan and uh, his editor, I think it's Jacqueline. Oh, I, forgot, I forgot the name. Um, but yeah, playing with time and editing is a really, uh, really difficult thing to do. And they play it off uh, beautifully here. I, mean, I thought it just worked out really well. Uh, visually, I don't really know what Nolan was uh, smoking when he said there's no CGI shots because there's yeah. CGI in this movie. <laughs> um, like, and you will see that. I don't know exactly what he meant by no CGI shots. Unless it's all practical. Don't know how. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's not practical. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a VFX team that worked on this. Uh, so I, I don't know what he meant there, but yeah, like for the most part, everything is practical and anything that is CGI is extremely minuscule and, you know, kind of blended perfectly. Yeah. Um, visually, a beautiful movie. We, we saw this in IMAX. Honestly, go see this in IMAX. There, there's no other experience for it. It's just, it's it's so much more grander when it's in IMAX and it, in that like 143 one aspect ratio 
It's just absolutely insane at times. Uh, but it's shot really well. I think it is probably one of the best shot Nolan movies out there in terms of like just pure cinematography level. The extreme close-ups on um, Killian Murphy's face alongside his brilliant acting were just amazing. And, you know, the ending, it's like, <laughs> oh, man. And just the way they did lighting when it's kind of going through, you know, anxiety, panic attack modes, I thought yeah. was just brilliant as well. Some really cool stuff there. Um obviously practical uh you know the set design and the production design and the locations all practical I, I don't really need to talk too much uh to that because we just know that's it's quality it's all genuine i think they literally built a town um in the same <laughs> way that the manhattan project did so he's <laughs> kind of surprise me <laughs> exactly yeah um oh the and the score the score is just uh phenomenal uh, I was saying to Nan as we were walking out of it, I'm like, this kind of just proves that Nolan is his own master when it comes to uh, music in his movies. He knows how the music and the score should be for his films. And, you know, the, what they do here is they, they just really build oh, something so powerful, um, you know, just especially for like Oppenheimer's theme, you know, with the the violin strings on and how it plays with um how he's feeling in, in the moment i think it's it's beautiful it, it's grand um just the sound effects and and the sound editing there's some really powerful uh sound editing um moments that you get in this and you just you know it from a nolan movie that they're powerful they're realistic and yeah i, I just love when like directors they put so much effort into the audio side of the film watching um, experience because that is technically half the movie, you know? So allowing that part of it alongside great visuals, oh man, it's just, it's it's a masterpiece come together. I genuinely believe at this point in time that this is Nolan's best movie. As objective as I can be, I wouldn't say it's my favorite just yet. I do think they will always belong to Inception in some capacity. Um, that's just my own personal favorite movie. But yeah, just in terms of all the elements coming together, um, this is, you know, Nolan's magnus opus for now. Man, um, I unpacked what I could, man. <laughs> I, I'm sure we got like another half an hour worth of content. But what do you think about this movie? Pretty much you summed it up nicely, yeah. I agree with you. I think this is probably one of Nolan's best, if not the best um, film that he's made so far. I definitely think he should get an Oscar nomination for Best Directing, mm -hmm. um, just because it, it's quite appeasing to the Oscar or Academy, you know? Like, it's yeah. not a big major blockbuster. It's a lot more grounded, and mm -hmm. it's got a fantastic story, and just the way that he manages to play everything out is just fantastic. So I really hope he does get nominated along with Killian Murphy as well. Because mm -hmm. if he if he doesn't get nominated for best actor, yeah, then, that, that's a crime. Then yeah. then that is yeah. a genuine snub. <laughs> like fucking hell. Yeah. Um, I agree with you on the pacing. Um, there mm -hmm. were, it could have probably been a bit shorter. Didn't have to reach that mm -hmm. drama mark. I think um anything to do with Florence Pugh's character probably could have been cut out. Um. Because it's probably like mm. the most minuscule to the actual story. Like it didn't have any big relevance. I think it had relevance to the Oppenheimer character. You reckon? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's if if it's in this movie, he he knows everything Nolan about Oppenheimer and the relevancy of it. And we saw in 
another panic attack mode. It's like flashbacks to uh, yeah. a certain scene. So I think that character did hold a big place in you know, Oppenheimer himself. Um, I could still cut it. I don't. I don't know where you do genuinely cut with it though. But me neither, because yeah. I think because every scene is, is so integral. Mm, like as yeah. you said before, you can't go to the bathroom in this because if you do, you're going to come back and be like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah. Um. So go before uh before twice before if you have to three times. I did it twice. He did it twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> twice before the film. Um. Yeah. Just mm. don't go. Yeah. This film for sure. Um. The visuals. I think I agree with you as well. The lighting and the cinematography is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just made even more better in IMAX, like the opening shot. Yeah. Like you, you're not expecting like the, one of the first shots to be a close up of Killian Murphy and yeah. boom, there it is. And yeah. it's like, holy crap. Yeah. Cause it's full on IMAX scope. So you can actually feel as if he's right there. <laughs> Killian Murphy is looking right at you. Um, yeah. Uh, score. I agree with you on the score. Ludwig. Grohansen did mm. an amazing job. Um, back yep. second film he's composed for Nolan mm-hmm. after Tenant, and I think it's probably one of, I think the reactions are right. It's probably one of Nolan's mm-hmm. best scores um, in yep. a film so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope he gets nominated for best composer or something because just the way mm-hmm. that he didn't quite like he used instrument instruments, but he also used like bodies as well, like feet stamping yeah. and all incorporated that into yeah. his score. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just for one scene, like that was throughout the whole entire film. Yeah. Um, so it was just real great create creativity from mm-hmm. the composing front, not to just to use musical instruments, but yeah. just everyday items or body parts to mm-hmm. create a real unique score. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say because you just covered everything. <laughs> um, I agree with you on Robert Downey Jr., yeah. So besides Killian Murphy, would you say Downey's a standout amongst the ensemble? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I yeah. will definitely be um, Killian mm-hmm. Downey, and then um, Emily Blunt. Even though she only had probably not that big of a screen time, but yeah. whenever she was on screen, she she, was good. she definitely made most of it. I think every yeah. there wasn't a bad performance. Like every single one was just fantastic. Like yeah. even the like when Huey from the boys yeah. came on, like mm-hmm. you'll always see him as Huey, but he was still fantastic in that role, you yeah. know, and Josh Peck as well. And yep. even um, like Dane DeHaan, yeah, Dane DeHaan. Ben- Benny Safdie as well was really good. Um, yeah. Dude that played solo, what's his name? Um, Alden Ein- Einrich or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone was just fantastic in it. Yeah. It just goes to show that um, Nolan mm-hmm. understands talent and he can literally bring the best out of any actor or actress working yeah. today. Mm-hmm. And this movie is just proof of that. I mean, look what he did with Harry Styles. Look and, what he did with Harry Styles. Literally. We've seen Don't Worry Darling. So. <laughs> yep. The, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. So, Harry Styles should just stick with Christopher Nolan. Mm. Yeah. Or just stick to music. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't even know what questions to ask you because I think we've just covered everything. I mean, I would have asked you, oh, do you think it's the best Nolan film? But you answer that. I do think so. I'm more interested though. On where this will be on my all-time list, because mm. I think it has a shot to kind of make, you know, perhaps top twenty. And you know, twenty for someone like me and you who watch like a lot of movies is very, very significant. Yeah. What I would ask you is, I think Spider Verse is your favorite movie of the year. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Does this triumph that? Is and is Spider Spider Verse number one of the year so far? Yeah. 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 It's funny because I've only seen both films once, technically, Oppenheimer. 
I've only seen it once <laughs> from making this comment. Hey, we nearly saw Spider-Man twice. That's another story for another day. We won't go into that. Yeah. I think in terms of enjoyability, it'll probably mm. be Spider-Verse, but in terms yeah. of if I had to sit down and be like, what is the actual best mm-hmm. film, in my opinion? Yeah. I'll probably pick Oppenheimer. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously going to see both films more mm-hmm. by the time we do our top 10, so yeah. I feel Oppenheimer might have a real mm-hmm. real good shot at that number one spot. But yeah. yeah, I think they're quite even, if not just Spider-Verse is a touch ahead yeah. for me. Yeah, because I've seen Spider-Verse three times. Um, and every viewing has been great. It's it's super fun, and it's obviously as good as when we first spoke about it. I think with Oppenheimer, I think I I missed like quite a few things in there in terms of characters and storylines. You, you you know how Nolan yeah. films are. I think you know that second and third viewing is it's going to have a lot. Gonna it's going to be more rewarding. You you're know, going to pick up a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to get to the point where you just kind of understand everything. Yeah, I I remember that with um I didn't that doesn't apply to Tenant because I. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one, that it, one's way it, confusing. It never, it never will. Yeah. There, there is university professors out there dedicating <laughs> their lives to understand that film, and they never will. <laughs> I, I just, I just feel that movie because it's good in its own way. Um, but Dunkirk, uh, figuring out how all those like um, the timelines are reaching and converging all together, and seeing the different points, and when yeah. you notice the other timelines. Co- having that brief kind of interaction there. Yeah, that was super rewarding when I watched it multiple times. Um, but yeah, no, just a, another Nolan movie, man. Yeah, and you, the dialogue yeah. in this film is fantastic. Like literally mm. the final sentence of the film is going to leave you like thinking a lot and just like how far we've come since mm. these events. Yeah, it, it's such a heavy movie in terms of like, what it's trying to say about our future and to, yeah. and the hope that we kind of have and I guess the morality of all of us and just, you know, that moment that we witnessed in this movie, it kind of changed what war is now. Yeah. You know, if we have, you know, a massive war breakout between two countries, it's it's not going to be like it was before. It's it's going to be very different yeah. and, and not a good one. Um, this one kind of paints a very grim picture of that. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So we now come to the hard decision that we've been trying to be avoiding is our scores. <laughs> what would you give the score? Oh. Um, I'll give the score of the movie a 10. Yeah, nice. <laughs> glad, you, glad you answered that. Yeah. Uh, my, my rating for the score, I, I feel like it, it's something to change. I could actually see this going up. Perhaps it could go down. I'm going on the 9.6. I fucking oh, loved it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I fucking loved it, man. I, I think Spider-Verse is like a 9.5 for me. And those two movies are just so phenomenal. I don't see anything taking the top two spots. I, yeah. I just don't know what could. Dune, maybe? Dune, Killers of the Flower Moon. I think those are the only two with a real yeah, shot. Maybe some surprises in there that we can't see. Yeah, It's not going to be Wonka or Hugh Grant, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is uh, what's your score for the movie? My one's nine point four. Yeah, out of ten. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. I think uh, that's as much as we can say about Oppenheimer. Um, after seeing it, I'm sure as soon as it's settled in our heads, we'll have a lot more to say. Yeah, but definitely go see it. Go see it on IMAX at mm-hmm. least for your first viewing. It's yeah. it's literally a must. Yeah, I have one more question before we cap this off. Oh! <laughs> and you don't have to answer it now because I think we could do a little piece on this later on. Uh, let's be real. But 
Christopher Nolan is already already extremely high, highly regarded amongst directors working today and of all time. The answer is yes. I already know where you're going. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just whereabouts does it bump him up in terms of the all-time list? And I know you don't have a sheet in front of you with all the directors, yeah. but this is definitely going to bump him up, right? Oh, definitely. He's yeah. definitely on the platform of the Scorseses and the Spielbergs, for the, sure. This, this the, the, locks the big, him in there. In the the big, yeah. big ones. Like yeah. he's, if there was a thing mm-hmm. higher than A-list, so that's what the, the platform would be. Yeah, he's... I think this movie cements him in tier one of yeah, directors. Definitely, that's the word I was looking yeah. for. And, and that's like 15 of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, oh yeah. Outro time. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening to us on our review for Oppenheimer. If you uh, end up seeing the movie, be sure to have a, head over to our socials on Twitter or um, TikTok or YouTube and fuck us a message and give us your opinion on the film and, the mainly the bomb dropping. How how do you guys feel about that moment? Because we didn't t- talk about it because it's quite spoilerific, even though we already know what's happening. But yeah, you'll understand what me and James are talking about when you actually go see it. Um, if you want to read or listen to any of our other reviews or content, head over to moviegains.com and we have a do a lot of stuff there. 4K content, um, box office analysis, reviews as well. And be sure to sign up to our newsletter so you never miss out on anything ever and if you enjoyed the sound of our voices you can head over to spotify wherever you pod from search up let's be real and boom we have a whole podcast on there thanks everyone for joining today we'll catch you on the next one peace